I want to set the groundwork for just a few minutes this morning. You can see that we're not in uh, Luke's gospel as we've been for quite some time and uh, picked a, chose a different passage, setting a bit of a groundwork for uh, Jeremy, who's going to come up and uh, have the application this morning, if you will, and I'll get, uh, to, we'll get to the details of all of that in just a little bit. But in uh, John 13, in the section that uh, Julie read here, this new command, prior to that, at the earliest part of that chapter of John 13, there is this unforgettable act where Jesus took off his outer clothing and he wrapped a towel around his waist and he poured water into a basin and he began to wash his disciples' feet. And I believe the picture and the point are galvanized in our minds like few other images in all of history. Jesus loves us, and He proves it, and His love in this passage is personal, and it's strikingly humble, and it is gritty. It is hands-on care for His, the ones He loved. Well, in that same chapter, after washing the disciples' feet and after talking about the fact that he would need to go to the cross, we see this message of this new command I give you, love one another. Love is the single greatest mark of Jesus' followers and his church. And on the one hand, we know that, and on the other hand, it's so quickly we can lose focus. And our call is to love one another, a love not unlike what is seen in this upper room, where it is personal, it's humble, it's sacrificial, and it's committed to the well-being of those around us. Now, I say that, and the Scripture leads me to that, and everything I know about Jesus tells me this, and yet at the same time, I don't know about you, but I get tired. And not only that, I get grumpy. And then sometimes, as Jake was pointing out, just plain sinful, and other times cynical. And sometimes I just want to slip out the side door. But this truth of this passage keeps on speaking. I just want to remind us what this love looks like. Consider Jesus washing feet and in short order hanging on a cross and you've got the bookends on how to love. And if you're like me, it's hard to stay motivated. Or we might say, as many have come and gone, have said, it's too much. I want something a little easier. I want something a little more convenient. I want something a little more self-serving, please. And Jesus reminds that 
Our inspiration is not the preacher. It's not one another, but it is him. And he says to them, as I have loved you. This becomes the motivation. Jesus, who first loved us. Now let's move from this powerful image to the practice of love and as the body of Christ to do all things that a healthy family would do. And let's think about it for just a minute. If you're in a family, maybe particularly, there's a lot of different kinds of families here, but if you're, if you're, if you're maybe in the context, if you will, of a mom, dad, and the kids, but any family, somebody makes dinner, and then the family is expected to show up to eat dinner together. And then to do the least desirable things, and that's those dishes. Because it seems like even in the days of paper plates, the dishes can mount up in that sink. And deep love that we're talking about here sees what is often overlooked and does it so that everyone is cared for. And I think about examples of that right in this very room. That again and again, without fanfare, are in the background doing the undesirable things so that the body can love one another. The text goes on to say one more powerful idea, and it's here, by this all people will know that you are my disciples. Can we be that kind of church where people will know, they'll know, where the family that loves is a credible and an incredible witness to others? And I want to summarize it like this. Loving one another requires giftedness and grit. See, we have so many talented people here. I mean, it's just endless. It's endless. People that are talented, some that are using your gifts, some of you not all that much using your gifts. I'll put some of that on you in not using your gifts. I'll put some of that on the leadership. We don't always know how to leverage very well the gifts that we have. But we have gifts and talents that strengthen the body, that serve children. We have the tech team. We have leading a connect group. There are dozens and dozens of ways to build up and love this body. That's on the giftedness side. I want to suggest that there's also, though, another side that we can often be, we can often dismiss, and that is to say, not only in terms of giftedness, but our love needs to be gritty. If there's one point I'm trying to make this morning, it's that. You see, there are countless jobs and hours of service that do not require all that much giftedness, but a great deal of willingness. And in order for the body of Christ to love one another deeply, 
there has to be that willingness to serve. Mom might be a gifted cook, but all of us that show up for dinner, everyone set to help set the table, serve the food, and clean it up. So I've been asking myself this, and we're, we're, we're trying to work through this again as we move forward at McKnight Crossings. How do we build this kind of love? How do we use our giftedness and our grit? I know that a leadership needs to get better at asking and using and retaining help. I know everyone needs to find their place to serve. So what we're going to do this morning as we venture down that path in a new way is, is uh, to, as we devote ourselves to loving one another, and whether you are a longtime member here or whether you've just showed up, as long as you've got a phone. Say again? Don't even need a phone, Jeremy says. Okay. A phone would help, right? Then you can participate. I want to suggest this. So we're going to begin using a new church app. The app's simply a tool. It doesn't create grit or willingness to serve, but it might help us in that communication process with one another. And Jeremy's been working on this app. He's going to present it today to help us connect with the life of our church. And our, our hope is that it will help with communication, with information sharing. We'll explain the features here in a minute. And then on the app, and we'll get to this in just a moment, there is a survey. And we're, we've, we've, we've put together this survey collectively with part of the fellowship team for this simple purpose of better uh, understanding one another's, our needs as a church, and your giftedness and willingness to serve. It's to match gifts of service and teaching together. So there's two things we want to get at, and Jeremy's going to help us with this. One, to get going on the app, begin using that and two, to take this survey, all with the intention of honoring John 13, loving one another deeply.